Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'll be joined by chemistry expert Bob Lowry. We're going to go over some common chemistry myths in this episode. In part one, we're going to cover trichlor tablets. Are they adding a lot of cyanuric acid to your pool, even with evaporation? We're also going to cover the liquid chlorine. If that, if you're adding liquid chlorine to your pool, you're adding a lot of salt to the water. And also we're going to cover, are all acids the same? Muriatic acid, dry acid, and acid magic. So stay tuned for Bob's answers to these common chemistry myths or chemical myths in the industry. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Let's jump to the common chemical myths that you hear out there. The first one that you hear, some of the common chemical myths that you hear out there, um, one of these is... Trichlor tablets don't add a lot of cyanuric acid in my pool because I get a lot of evaporation in my area. We'll just take California as an example. In my area, I would say I'm losing about an inch, maybe an inch and a half a week when it's, you know, during the summer. And so people will say, well, since I'm adding fresh water to the pool, the trichlor tablets aren't adding as much cyanuric acid as they normally would be if it wasn't evaporating. I hear that a lot. And what do you say to that myth? Well, the myth is that that you think that that cyanuric acid evaporates, and it doesn't. The process of evaporation is like the process of distilling. Only pure water evaporates out of the pool. All of the calcium, all of the TDS, all of the chlorine, all the stuff that's in the water stays there. And the pure water evaporates. Everything else stays behind. So as you add cyanuric acid from the tablets, it builds up. And as you use chlorine, the chlorine becomes chloride in the water, which is salt and part of TDS. So all of it eventually becomes a solid in the water that can or can't be a problem. But cyanuric acid builds up. And as I've said in another podcast, the the amount of, of cyanuric acid is for each 10 parts per million of chlorine added by trichlor, you get six parts per million of cyanuric acid. And if you're using 10 parts per million of chlorine a week, your cyanuric acid is going up by six parts per million per week or 25 per month. Or if you've got a swimming season in the that's five or six months long, you're looking at the cyanuric acid going up 100 to 150 parts per million in one swimming season. Yeah, which is a lot. It's huge. Um, so the only way it comes out of the water is with, you know, backwashing, partial draining, maybe splash out from a lot of pool use. Yeah, it's, 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 only, it's only from water loss. 
-hmm. whether you intentionally drain it, bathe or drag out, splash out, or a leak. But in any case, uh, it's because you've lost water, but not because of evaporation. This makes total sense. And I think people have that. I don't know where this comes from, but I hear it a lot. So this one, you know, thanks for clearing that up. And then, of course, if you're not if you don't want to use trichlor, you're going to switch to an alternate chlorine type. We've talked about this before that all chlorine has a byproduct. And I've heard this a lot, too. I don't really want to go to liquid chlorine because that will add too much salt to my pool and raise the TDS level too high. And what do you say to that? That actual when someone says that to you? You're right. Every every chlorine has some byproduct or something that it's combined with that gets into the water. And with trichlor and dichlor, we get cyanuric acid. With liquid chlorine, uh, we get salt and and sodium and chloride. Um, with calcium, we get calcium and uh, chloride. Um, so we end up getting something in the water. In the case of liquid chlorine, we get about 30 parts per million of salt into the water for each gallon that we put in the pool. If it's a 10,000-gallon pool and a 15,000-gallon pool, then you're looking at about 22 parts per million for each gallon. So it's only going to increase TDS by 22 parts per million per gallon. How many gallons are you going to put in that pool? You know, and and if you're putting in a gallon a week even, your TDS is going up by 20 parts per million a week. And at the end of a whole year, you're looking at it going up 50 times. That would go up by 1,000 maybe. But but in the scheme of things, increasing TDS by 1,000 uh, ppm means that for the saturation index, it takes – 1,500 parts per million to change the saturation index by 0.1. So it's not, in a year, it's not doing hardly anything. And don't forget that that other kinds of chlorine, they all add something. And so even when you add uh, trichlor and dichlor, all of that is eventually being dissolved in the pool. When you put a pound of dichlor in the pool, it all becomes TDS eventually. Sure, some of it is chlorine right now, but when the chlorine is not not chlorine or not HOCl, it goes to being chloride in the water. So all of the chlorine, no matter how you put it in the water, all of it ends up being part of TDS. Yeah, and I think every manufacturer kind of throws the other chlorine type under the bus, so to speak. And so the fact that liquid chlorine adds salt to the pool, I've heard from a, I'm not going to name the manufacturer, but this is one of the things they promote in their literature that, hey, you're adding a lot of salt to your pool, you're raising your TDS, and that's why you should use our chlorine type. And, you know, so you've got cyanuric acid buildup with dichlorine, trichlor. You've got uh, salt buildup or TDS buildup from liquid chlorine. If you use calhypo, you got calcium buildup. And just like we talked about the cyanuric acid buildup, the calcium buildup from using 
a cal hypo is for each 10 parts per million of cals of chlorine added by cal hypo. If it is 65% cal hypo, then you're adding about seven parts per million of calcium to the pool. You know, and and uh, if you use 10 parts per million of chlorine a week, that means your calcium level is going to go up by seven parts per million per week. So in in uh, 10 weeks, you're going to have 70. In 15 weeks, you're going to have nearly 100 parts per million of calcium more in the pool than when you started. Mm-hmm. And that would be in about four months. So, and which is worse over a four-month period to have to have uh, 400 parts per million of TDS or 100, 100 parts per million of calcium. I think that we'll let the listeners decide that one for themselves. Here's another one that I hear a lot. We know, we know this isn't true, but and we don't. I don't know if it's the salespeople in the stores telling them this, but all acids are pretty much the same. Muriatic acid, sodium bisulfate, the dry acid, and acid magic. You can use any of these. It's not going to be a problem. If you can't find muriatic acid, go ahead and switch to sodium bisulfate and use that in your pool. That's probably not entirely true because they're all different kinds of acids, right? Yes, they are different kinds of acids, so they're not they're not all equal. So the pH alkalinity adjustment tool lists um, dry acid and muriatic acid. It does not list sulfuric acid, but um, and those would be the three common ones: would be liquid acid, dry acid, and sulfuric acid. Muriatic is hydrochloric, but um, in any case, one of the problems with at, with using dry acid is the fact that it is a sulfate. And adding sulfate to the water uh, can eventually cause a problem. And when you get above about 300 or so parts per million of sulfate in the water, you can start to get calcium sulfate scaling. And uh, the scale is pretty difficult to remove. It's a little more difficult than calcium carbonate to remove from the pool. So, and the other sources of sulfate in the pool are monopersulfate. So when you add uh, oxidizer to the pool, you add sulfate. When you add dry dry, uh, acid to the pool, you add sulfate. And if those things build up, you start to get calcium sulfate scale, and that doesn't show up on the the saturation index that we use. So you can have scale in the pool, even when you think you have a good LSI, you can have scale in the pool, and it's because of the sulfate. And we don't test for sulfates. There are some companies that, that have sulfate test kits, but... So it is possible to have a problem with that. Sulfate also can be used by by algae as a food source. So even though we may be getting rid of phosphate in the water, sulfate might be something that the algae can use in place of phosphate. So, So it's not all the same. You know, the goal is to get hydrogen ions into the pool and and when you add HCl, 
you add hydrogen ion and chloride ion. When you add dry acid to the, to the pool, you're adding sulfate and hydrogen ions. When you add sulfuric acid, same thing, except that it's much stronger. There's more of it. So, um, so there is that. The other problem with dry acid, and I'm not picking on it, I'm just telling you the reality. Dry acid is called deliquescent. And what that means is that it can absorb water from the air and make a liquid out of itself. And you may have noticed that when you take dry acid, if you spill some on the deck, when you come back, it's, it's wet or it's a puddle. And it's absorbed some humidity, uh, some water from the humidity, and, and made itself into a liquid. And that, that process is called deliquescence. But uh, so there is a problem with using liquid, a uh, dry acid, in that you need to make sure you keep the containers very tightly closed so that no air gets in there with humidity in it. Yeah, and also I think with the dry acid, correct me if I'm wrong, if the alkalinity is higher, let's say 120, 140, you're going to need more of that product to lower the pH than if you were adding muriatic acid to a pool with a high pH, with a high alkalinity. Well, uh, yes, you probably would. Um, and again, the the amounts of acid that you might need are are listed on the, 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 the those calculations are very complex, by the way. And the the pH alkalinity adjustment tool does over 111 different calculations to try to figure out the amounts of of acid and and uh, that you need to adjust pH and alkalinity. Because yeah, I notice on the bucket of if you look at if you actually read the label of the chemical product, which people don't usually do, right. um, but I've read the whole thing on a bucket of the dry acid, and one of the things it does mention is that um, if the alkalinity is really high, use an alternative. I think one of them says use use muriatic acid to lower that first, and then you can use the um, dry acid to maintain the pH. Because I think you have to use more of that product than they want. They don't want people using a ton of that in their pool for some of the reasons you mentioned, I think, would be counter to that. And I would say maybe the acid magic would be more more of a, a direct switch to muriatic acid, but it's like three times the price of a bottle muriatic acid, the acid yeah, magic it's, product. It's got some additives and enhancements in it, and and uh, but you do, because they put that stuff in there, pound for pound or you know, volume for volume, you're going to need more of it, and it's already more expensive. So yeah. um, whether or not you want to use it is, you know, a personal decision. Yeah. Um, there was some information out there about not using uh, dry acid with a chlorine generator. I went with, I, um, I explored that and researched that and talked about it with uh, Richard Falk. It is not a problem to use dry acid with a chlorine generator. There, the directions from, I think it's Pentair, uh, says not to use dry acid with a chlorine generator. And we looked up the original, the original document that they saw, and there was a mistake in the document. <laughs> and so um, it's just been passed on forever. Yeah. But it is okay to use it. But the 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 real warning for me is the calcium calcium sulfate scale is a problem in this industry that we don't address and the more that you increase the sulfate level 
the more you have the potential to get scale. And it's not something that we test for or, or use as part of the saturation index. And so you can get scale despite having a good LSI. Mm -hmm. So that's a word of caution for those that are switching to the, the dry acid product that keep an eye on that because that's something that no one really talks about except you. You're the one had first time I heard it too is right here. Um, so that's new information, and I think it's it's vital information that probably should be disclosed somewhere else too, maybe on a labeling or or something. But to get a manufacturer to put that on there is probably not going to happen anytime yeah. soon. And I hope you found this podcast helpful. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded with Bob Lowry, you can easily find these by going to my website swimmingpoollearning.com, and on the banner, click on the podcast icon. It'll take you to the podcast site, and you can definitely search for Bob Lowry with the search box there at the top, or just scroll down to the podcast list and you can find other recordings that I've done with Bob Lowry over the year. And definitely tune into the next part where I talk about trichlor and also calhypo, what it adds to the pool, and some of these common myths with those two chemicals. And if you're in the industry and you want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. And if you're looking for Bob's website and his material, you can find his stuff at pcti.online. Again, that's pcti.online. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick. If you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.